How are you doing today, Johnny? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Um, if you didn't notice, our music sounds so much better compared to all our other episodes. It makes me so happy. We finally figured yes. it out. Well, Miranda figured it out. But like <laughs> to play the music on the computer instead of like off a different device, mm-hmm. which makes more sense. But like, yeah, neither of us wanted to like edit the actual episode. So mm-hmm. it's been working out great. Um, yeah. Oh, we didn't introduce ourselves. I'm well, Giovanni. Yes. <laughs> I said Giovanni and you said Miranda for me, so we're good. But um, I am Miranda. This is episode 42. Yeah. We are far from normal. Woo, we did it. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you want to introduce the topic today? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, kind of a weird slash uncomfortable topic. Um, but I recently had a conversation with my roommate about pedophilia. Um, and I wanted to talk to Shivani about it because when I was having this conversation with my roommate, I was kind of thinking in like a philosophical manner. Um, and she was thinking very in a psychological manner. Um, mm-hmm. and Shivani's interested in both of those. So I wanted to hear her opinion. Um, first of all, you kind of like looked up what defines a pedophile, but also like, What's the definition that you're thinking? Okay, so I looked up two different definitions. One was from Oxford Languages and the other one took a more psycho, uh, psycholo- psych- psychological um, definition. So the Oxford Languages um, definition was a person who is sexually attracted to children. And this was like a little confusing because like how do you define children and like what type of person are you talking about? So I did a little more research and Britannica was like, it's a psychological disorder characterized by sexual interest in prepubescent children or attempts to engage in okay. sexual acts with those children. And so I did a little more research on that and the DSM-5, which is basically like a dictionary for psychologists, it's like a diagnostic statistical mm-hmm. manual um, thing, it distinguishes between paraphilias and paraphiliac disorders and meaning that there is a difference between people who have like an actual disorder with like para- paraphilia tendencies, meaning like interest in uh, a de- sexual deviations. So like unusual fantasies and things that are sexually arousing that are unusual. So there's a difference between the disorder and then people who just engage or have engaged mm-hmm. in those like sexual interests and desires. So and pe- some people that engage in it don't have the disorder. Mm-hmm. They That's- do it on their own. On their own accord, which is what they think. Do they think it's like, don't you have to have the disorder to find these things, you know, like find them pleasing? Wouldn't you have to have a disorder? You could do it, just I don't know. It might not even be a disorder, it could be like revenge or something, you know, something that you like, something that you make up, you rationalize in your head without necessarily having the brain wiring for it. (laughs) Okay. yeah, no, I, prior to like researching it, I guess I didn't realize it was like a disorder. Like I always like, I've heard it like the term kind of thrown around in like different social situations and thinking that, oh, it's just like, you know, creepy men and that like, they're just, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, I always thought of it as like just people who, who wanted to do it because they thought it was like interesting and they're yeah. doing it on their own accord without having a disorder. But like now that I've like researched a little bit more about it being like a disorder, it kind of makes a little sense. Yeah, cause this one's yeah. weird. And kind of hard almost because I feel like with most disorders like I automatically want to go into like the destigmatize it you know realm like with like 
schizophrenia or um ADHD or something of that nature I always want to like destigmatize it I want people to understand that it's a like a perfectly acceptable thing and we need to accept the people not try to change them but like pedophilia I don't know like I don't think it's not something that we necessarily want to destigmatize I don't know yeah yeah no it's I, I don't think it should be destigmatized because it's definitely wrong. And I think it would give like people who don't have the disorder, like some sort of like leeway to like actually yeah. engage in that sort of behavior and think, oh, you know, I'm just going to blame it on this disorder that I don't have. And right. yeah, oh, in my, it's ableism. Ableism. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 I got you. Okay. That's what that is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you said you were thinking about it in a philosophical way. What, what, how did you, how yes. were you framing that? Um, I was, a, I'm going to sound like a shit person. Um, we talked about, first of all, I talked about like age gaps, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say someone is 20 right now and dating a 30 year old. And that is except more acceptable in our society. But if they've, it's the same couple if they've been dating for 10 years. So it's a 10 year old and like a 20 year old, it's not acceptable, but it's acceptable now. So did the person who was 20 originally, were they a pedophile and now they aren't? Or are they always a pedophile? Okay, but like if we're looking at just like the definition, it's about engaging in sexual like like some so sort you, of sexual activity or I like just being was, sexually attracted if you're sexually attracted so like yeah so like yeah like how do you know maybe I feel like you would have to know the couple right because like how would you know that like maybe the person who was 28 uh was just interested in like their personality which is kind of weird but like right. I don't know like I don't know if that's rare or not but like how do you know maybe they just wanted to be friends yeah or I like if they were talking- sexually attracted I was talking to the individual I was having this conversation with. I was like, if you're asexual, like, does it not matter? True. Cause yeah. It's like, how do, how do they define themselves? Yeah. But um, my roommate yeah. said that it was more, the reason that it's a bad thing is kind of power differentiation. So she said mm-hmm. that the, like, because people who are adults, old power over people who aren't adults no matter what type of relationship you're in it's wrong I mean is it always like that though like are there like are there exceptions to that rule like or is that just like that's how it is I think that was her opinion oh yeah but but she's very she presented it as a fact oh <laughs> uh, okay yeah I don't know because like yeah, I think it would just be different now, especially like, you know, how I'm just gonna use this as an example, like women are no longer just like feminine anymore. They can be masculine. And yeah. I feel like the same thing would work with like age. Like you could be like 18 and act like a 30 year old or something like that. Like but if you're 18 and act like a 30 year old, or if you're, let's say you're underage and you act like a 30 year old, mm-hmm. would someone who's, oh, you know, an actual adult still have power over you? Because do adults have that much power over 16-year-olds? Like, if you're 18? I mean, okay, so you're asking if 
adults have as much power over you when you're 16 or 18? If let's say you're like a 16 year old, right? Okay. And you're dating someone who's 19. So like, ped- mm-hmm. which would be defined as pedophilia. Um, yeah. Is there really that much of a power difference? I don't know. I, I wouldn't want to say no, but like also I feel like part of part of the reason why it's wrong is because of like legal reasons, like because like the government says like, you know, that that's illegal. Like there could be like some sort of, they might've like imposed some sort of like stigma or they like created that sort of stigma, which developed in society in sort of way as like negative. But like, so I don't know. That- wrong because we say it's wrong? I feel like part of it might be. I mean, I, but I also think there is like, I also think that like that is way too young to be like <laughs> engaging that sort of thing too. Yeah. Cause like, you know, they say like our brain doesn't develop fully right. until like you're 25, 26. So I think there's like some of that, that like that there's science behind it. That's wrong. That makes it wrong too. Yeah. But like in terms of like power dynamics, I feel like that would be also like individual based on the person and how they yeah. identify themselves too. So like, I feel like there's a lot of different factors that go into it. Mm-hmm. We also talked about the age thing, which you were kind of touching on, like, mm-hmm. um, in a lot of ph- philosophical classes, we discuss if age is a social construct or if it's like an actual thing, um, which is a debate. But if it is a social construct, does that mean, if you believe that, can you also believe in pedophilia? Believe in... Can you, if you believe that age is a social construct, do you also believe that pedophilia is unethical? I would have, if it, hmm, I don't know. I mean, what do you think? I feel like (laughs) age is a social construct. I don't know. I think it still depends kind of how big the gap is. And I wouldn't even say it's unethical. I would just say it's kind of gross. You know? Yeah. Like, like What if makes you think it's gross? Though? Like, like, what about it is gross to you? If you're like 27 and you're wanting to date an 11-year-old, that's just, I feel like that's weird. Because you don't, you don't have the same, like, position in life. And you should be able to find a 27-year-old that you like instead of having to date someone who's in junior high um but (sighs) unethical um if it's oh it's so hard to think of age as a social construct because i i decided that i don't really think it is but um would it be unethical if age is a social construct well if age is a social construct like a lot of things out of society you change probably because it wouldn't really matter what age you are when you go to school and stuff. So like an 11 year old could like feasibly be in the same position as a 27 year old. But you want to be as developed, I guess. But if you're not having sex, well, as long as you're not taking advantage of them, but it's really hard to prove that you're not taking advantage of them. I think that's probably why pedophilia is unethical is because it's the way of making sure that the adult doesn't take advantage of the younger individual because it's really hard to hold every single person accountable Mm -hmm. yeah I guess like 
if you're thinking about it logically, I guess age would be a social construct after, after a certain age. Yeah. Like maybe after like you're 25, then you could say like a 25 dating, like a 35 year old isn't, yeah. isn't wrong. And there's, that's actually like, that's a reasonable, reasonable yeah. time to date <laughs> age difference. I think, I mean, even though they're like 10 years apart, I think within the range of like when your brain develops and you could probably yeah. say that it's a social construct. Yeah. I think it's like a mixture of both. Cause like, I think sometimes we either think about it in terms of like biology and science. And then we think about it in terms of like how you were framing it too. Um, mm-hmm. Just in terms of it being weird <laughs> and yeah. like, just like pedophilia and then, yeah. yeah. I wonder if there's some other way that we could hold people accountable to not take advantage. Like, if it's, like, a 20-year-old dating 18, you know, a 17-year-old, if there's some other way to make sure that the 20-year-old is held accountable so they don't take advantage of the 17-year-old without making that dating illegal. You know? I mean, if you, would you change the, like, the legal age? Or do you think it's all right? Oh God, I don't know. I have no idea. Because honestly, to me, like 18 is still pretty young. But yeah. like, I mean, if they- but, if we, but the thing is, if we change the legal age for dating, then we would change it for voting. And I think 18 year olds should be able to vote. True, true. In fact, I think true. younger individuals should be able to vote. I don't think a lot of people agree with me on that, but I kind of do. Yeah. No, no, I, yeah, I, I think so too. It kind of like goes back to our like our our um, conversation earlier about like the legalization of weed and like how much like regulation the government should have over that and if they should be in charge of that at all. Oh, and, interesting. Like, so like almost like making it's very libertarian. It's almost like making everything legal but educating people not to do it. Yeah. 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 I mean, because if we did make it like legal to date at like whatever age you want without like any like legalities involved like if you're 18 you can date someone who's 40 like it's fine or like 17 you're dating someone's 40 is fine like would we would we have like enough of our I don't know would we be smart enough to like think about it or would we need to have the government like tell us in order to think about it in that sense which I don't know because we've never been in a society at least within this time period yeah I feel like in that case like The government needs to punt, like the government's there to punish the wrongdoers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, like, I'm thinking like um, John Smith type, like economics, but like not economics. Um, like, would the f- social free market, like, like the invisible hand sort of thing yeah like with the social free market almost be like even if it is legal recognize that they don't think it's ethical and then like kind of separate them from society you know like turn their backs on people who don't ethical things or do you think could you rephrase that sorry i was confused okay so like Free market, right? The visible hand. Like, 
people go to the companies that they like um and so that would work kind of similar with people like if you think a person is unethical if there's no legality could people like because everyone thinks they're unethical no one really they're they become like a social outcast would that would that be like a good system or does it make more sense to have like punishment delivered by the government I think like there's more reason not to do it when the government gets involved. Like it's sort of like if the government's not involved, I have nothing to fear, and I like I can like hold up on myself, sort of thing. So like in a way, I think like government regulation gives people more incentive not to do things and to do right. things. So like I think it would be necessary if we like wanted to hammer down on something like that. But like I'm not sure like. I don't know. Yeah, it kind of like goes back to the question, like, should we, should we be in charge of like protecting children like that? Or like, should we just educate them and like leave it up to them to figure it out on their own? Yeah. And and I'm leaning more, a little more toward like having government regulation because I feel like in the end that that really does help regulate that sort of thing. Yeah. Because there's always going to be, like, bad people out but there. But doesn't, the, like, the people... I don't know enough about pedophilia. Like... Yeah. The people who are pedophil ped pedophiles... There we go. The people who are pedophiles, does the fact that it's illegal, does that stop them? I think so. I think it does something. Okay. Because if it wasn't... If it was legal, I think... I think they like would take advantage of that almost. But then you also think about like the fact that like because it's illegal, some people will want to go against it because of the fact it's illegal. I don't know. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, I think it just like instills instills a little more fear on their end in like a in a justice sort of way. Yeah. So like, yeah, I think it does. <laughs> I think it does play a role in stopping them from engaging in sort of those sort of things because of those regulations. Because yeah, you want. Uh, I'm assuming they don't want to go to jail. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Yeah, I like I like exploring the philosophy of it. I enjoy that. <laughs> um, but um. Yeah. yeah. Again, I don't know much. Why do you think people are pedophiles? Like, why do you think, like, what in their brain constitutes that, I guess? Kind of talked about this earlier, I think, before we recorded this. But I think if it's a disorder, there might have been something in their childhood that, like, caused it and, like, made them attracted or, like, made them, I don't know, rewire their brain to, like, only be okay. attracted to something specifically. And, like, that can be, like, you know, tied to different, like, phobias and stuff like that. Usually it's, mm -hmm. like, tied to something that happened in their childhood that they may have subconsciously blocked or something and then, you know, develops into, like, phobias and, like, other disorders and stuff like that. Like, usually you can, you can trace it all back to something. So I feel like that might be part of it sometimes. And then the other part of it where like people just like um, in the, how we kind of, how we explained it as like individuals who don't have disorders and yeah. engage in a range of sexual interests and weird things. I think, I don't know, maybe they're just, it sounds weird, but maybe they're just bored. Like <laughs> maybe they're just looking for like right. something to make their life more interesting. So yeah. they go after a child because they have nothing better to do right. I don't know they have all this energy that they don't know where to where to put and they happen to be like oh 
there's a child over there. Let me go have some fun. And yeah. See, so like, you, I think, yeah. Do you think it's a nurture thing more than a nature thing? Like a nature versus nurture? Like you think it's how they grew up more so than it's like in their genes? I think so. Okay. I mean, I haven't done enough research on that. So yeah. maybe, I think it could be like a combination of it. Like maybe like the nurture could have caused like a, like something in their brain to change but yeah. like I don't know because like that that's there's a bunch of studies on that done like um like that's, what did I say there's a bunch of studies um that have explored that just like the way trauma has like impacts the way your brain develops and how it can like literally like reshape your brain yeah um so like I think it could be a combination I don't know if you can be born and just be a pedo- like a pedophilia or not born or like just like no I don't think I'm, you like, can be born it but I think you can be born more susceptible to it yeah maybe I mean if it like runs in your family or something like that that's true that's true yeah so maybe you might have something in you that like makes you more likely to demonstrate those behaviors or to have maybe not even demonstrate them but like have those thoughts I don't know Hmm. yeah yeah I would definitely have to do like a lot more research on that because I don't know how that would I wonder if media I wonder what role media plays too because hmm. like you know like with anime like they have like the childish faces and like the you know like the big breasted children like yeah. does that encourage pedophilia I don't know it might I think it like Japan's kind of weird. I don't know. Cause just like their whole, cause like, you know how like they're super conservative. And I think because they like oppress that sort of thing so much, it comes out really crazy in like their uh-huh. art. Uh-huh. And so like, I think that's just their way of like, like, uh, what's the word? That's their way of, mm, but what do you, what do you, what do you call it when you when you make like make music and to like relieve things, not relieving. I would just say relieving it. Not relieving, but like I don't, I can't remember the word. My brain isn't functioning. Like, oppress, oppression leads to extremism, kind of. So yeah, that's basically what I'm getting at. Yeah. It's basically just to like, um, yeah, do that and like maintain sort of like sanity. And so I guess that's their only that their outlet. That's what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah, it's maybe like I think it's just their way of like dealing with that and not having yeah. and that might be their outlet for like not being able to express themselves um I don't know that I, I so could be wrong like but if, they, if there was less regulation in other things they'd be less likely to be pedophile like pedophilic <laughs> like, I don't even know if it's like regulation it's like is there regulation I don't know too much about like what goes on in Japan it might just be like their society like it's like, okay if society was less oppressive they would be more likely to not do such extremes kind of I think so because like you don't see the type of like I mean you do see some of that in the U.S. but like you don't I mean they some of I've seen a lot of crazy animes and they can go like they they call it like fan service and like they have different types of like um different types of shows that are tailored to like men specifically or tailored to women specifically the ones are that are tailored to men they tend to like you know bring out the the bust sizes and like the cleavage and yeah. the really short skirts and like the tiny waist and like yeah part of me kind of just like feels bad because like they don't know how to they wouldn't know how to like express it in a healthy way and they maybe like encourage everyone else who watches it yeah. to like have these 
like super high standards and stuff like that. I mean, I, this is just my opinion. I don't know if any of this is right. Which fun fact, I'm taking an honors class next quarter about anime and manga and I'm kind of excited oh to God. like learn about this. Yeah, I didn't think they would actually like have classes for that, but I was like, oh my gosh, if I'm gonna like suffer through an honors class, might as well have fun doing it. So <laughs> fun fact, um, but yeah, no, I definitely think media can play a role in that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, do you have any, uh, like any I, other opinions? I was just curious. I had that <laughs> conversation with a different one of my uh, roommates. We were talking about like, um, different, you know, different animes that have, like, the big-breasted women or, like, the children meant to be romantic characters, and you're like... Yeah. 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 Oh, there was another, um, there was, like, a dating simulation that uh, we all played where the, um, one of the romantic interests compares you to his sister, and you're like, I'm not sure how I feel about that. So, yeah. Interesting. Have and, you heard, um, like, the people that you're attracted to can sometimes, like, resemble, like, one of your parents? Like, yeah, I thought that was interesting, because, like, I was talking to a friend earlier, um, and she was, like, comparing her, her, um, her now boyfriend to, like, her father, and she was, like, wait, they have, like, like, some of the same tendencies, like, I it's so like weird. People, I feel like most people try to avoid that topic. They like, do, but, like, deny <laughs> They do, but, like, it's kind of interesting to see, like, how, like, who you're, who you're dating or, like, who you're in a relationship with, like, kind of resembles who you grew up with. And it's just, like, is it always going to be like that? Like, are we, like, conditioned to, like, look for partners who resemble who we grew up with and the way we nurtured? I think it depends on, like, I think you'd be conditioned to resemble the condition to marry the individual that resembles the male figure that you idolized the most so it doesn't have to be your dad it could be like a really really good teacher you had <laughs> yeah but, which is still kind of weird and it sounds yeah. very Sigmund Freudian. and I don't like to talk about it um but I, I mean it makes sense because like everyone in your life is going to have a role in your personality mm-hmm and there's going to be traits that you realize you like or don't like, even really early on in your life. Mm -hmm. um, and you're raised to like certain things because of how your parents teach you. So I don't know. But yeah, I was also thinking about like the way like it kind of goes reverse too. like if you had like a father figure who was like not so great, maybe abusive, you would, like, you would have you would be attracted to like the things that are associated with like daddy um, issues or whatever you know and yeah it's really interesting how that works it's just like it all connects back to like how or like you were. girls who date like 30 year old men like if you're like 20 yeah you're a 30 year old or a 40 year old because you have daddy issues mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay this is just like a personal question but like would you date someone like what's your age range like how would you date like, okay someone? um yeah. so binner like scientifically less mature than women so yeah I'm not being a bitch I'm just calling it a bitch. <laughs> um so I think I would go up to six years older than me six okay I yeah. wouldn't go much further why six specifically um five didn't feel like enough <laughs> <laughs> I like that I like that seven yeah. felt like too much there you go six yeah 
Yeah, um, I like that. Younger, younger wise, I would only do like a year, maybe two, because I am not going past that because my sister's two years younger than me and that would be weird. True, yeah. very true. Yeah, I think I would do the same thing with like younger wise because like my brother is four years younger than me. So I definitely would not go past like two. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. Older? Um, older. I've actually like, I don't know, had to reconsider, like think about this over and over again. Cause I keep, I feel like I keep changing my numbers. Yeah. Cause like at first I was like, I could do 10, but then I was like, I really thought about it. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, I don't think we'd have enough in common to keep a relationship going anyway. I can like, only pretend if I'm like 70 or something. <laughs> I don't care if I'm like 65. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like, I was like, initially I was like 10, but then I was like, no, that, I don't think that's going to work. So then I was like, probably like five or six, five, six, yeah. seven, I think, somewhere around there. Yeah. I think I would do that. But yeah, I think it would just depend on the person. Yeah. Especially because like, yeah we just were born in different like generations too that would make a difference and like what types of like media we watch and like the types of things that we agreed and disagreed on like if a person who was like maybe 10 years older than me was like a lot more open-minded and like you know like actually like related to a lot of things that I am you know think are important then maybe I would consider it but I think it just really depends on the person but like I don't know 10 10 years now seems a little too much yeah but yeah that's about it we have a friend um, that was dating someone. Um, well, we have a few friends that were dating people who were old, like adults while we were in high school. Um, and I was the protective mom who was concerned because mm-hmm. like, I was like, they're like 20 something. They're 20 something. Why don't they date someone their own age? Um, <laughs> and that was like a conversation I brought up with my roommate. Um, and she called our friends significant others pedophiles really yeah oh my goodness yeah so I wanted to hear what you thought on that honestly like I don't think it's my place to judge like if they're happy then I have nothing to say like we have friends who are dating people who are older than them but they are very happy and they've worked on their relationship so much and like I don't I don't think I have anything to say to that like I'm not going to judge if you're happy yeah. and like you're you're doing okay like it's all right do you right and yeah. most of them like also don't have like the power difference that she was talking about like yeah. they talk a lot most of the people that we know in high school that had significant others that were adults were dating like long distance yeah um and they didn't engage well a few of them engaged in like sexual relations but the ones who engaged in sexual relations didn't engage in as much romantic relations. And the ones who get engaged in romantic relations didn't engage in sexual relations. So I feel like it wasn't overly complicated and there wasn't like True. a power difference. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's just like case by case sort of thing. I, yeah. don't, I think it'd be like really wrong to like generalize it and be like, oh, they're a, they're a pedophilia. Like, wait, you don't even know them. Like they seem like a perfectly happy couple and like yeah maybe I mean obviously every relationship has its like issues but like yeah. you know they can make it work they can make it work it's all good yeah um we're out of time <laughs> but I think that was a good ending point because like we basically got through yeah yeah it was a really interesting conversation never well, never thought about this when they see the episode title <laughs> yeah I don't know what we're gonna name this we'll figure it out <laughs> um yeah I feel like it sounds too weird if we say is pedophilia far from normal that's just kind of 
I mean, more people click on it. <laughs> what? Anyway. Yeah, I mean, you're right. <laughs> okay. Um, make pedophilia far from normal. There you go. True. I'm going to do it. Very I'm going to write it down. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. Okay. While she's doing that, if you guys have any suggestions, comments, or feedback, you can email us at farfromnormalpodcast at gmail.com. Also, for, uh, follow us on Instagram at farfromnormalpodcast. And yeah, um, you can like and subscribe on YouTube and leave us a comment here or on Instagram or anywhere. And we also have a Google survey form in our mm-hmm. Instagram, so you can leave us any questions, comments, feedback. And yes. yeah, if you send us if a question or something, about- we will oh, answer sorry. in an episode. Sorry, go ahead. I said, if you're concerned about our pedophilia opinions, please reach out to us. <laughs> Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Discuss some more. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Thank you for listening. And we will see you in our next Love you all. Love you.